Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise mature sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edgerby. Come on, let the heavens hear you. 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 Come on, lift your voice, pray until you have a breakthrough. Pray until you have a breakthrough.
We can take authority in the realm of the spirit. We take authority in the atmosphere. We take authority in this territory. We arrest every rebellious spirit. In the name of Jesus. We arrest every rebellious spirit. In the name of Jesus. We sing spiritual songs unto you. Our hearts lift our hands unto you, Lord. We declare your glory upon this mountain, O God. For upon Mount Zion, your sons and daughters shall possess their possessions, O God. For this mother, Lord, will lift our voice. We declare your greatness upon this mountain. For we have come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God, where innumerable measure of angels are gathered. Hey, David said, When shall I appear in his presence again? For in his presence there is fullness of joy, and there are pleasures forevermore. For thou will show us the part of life. For in thy presence, in thy presence, in thy presence, Lord, there is. Fullness of joy. Le mashiba la babu shadadada. Kidadana no shabaday. We love you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Lila la 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 shikidehoshi. Shadadada da 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 da. We give you praise. Redadadadada boshabradis. From the rising of the sun. To the going down the same, your name is to be hallowed. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name. Is to be from the rising of the sun, Lord, to the going down of the same. Father, your name is to be hallowed. Adonai, ah, 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 ah. 
Adonai. Ramashibra de 
says he's going forth it's like the morning he appears like the sunlight and when he speaks it's like many waters you are the lord the owner of this beautiful church you deserve our sincere praise and our sincere worship lord if we cannot worship you we cannot give ourselves to you and if we cannot give ourselves to you we cannot worship you lord we here we surrender everything unto you we deserve all our glory all the glory and all the praise thank you father thank you father you reign you ancient zion's king kadosh 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 you are mighty on your throne you reign you alone you are the ancient Zion's king Kadosh 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 you are mighty 
the Bible says that he's mighty on his throne. And surrounded by many angels, the Bible says that they bow down and they call him holy. Holy. Holy are the, is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. Have we known him? If we have known him, our worship will be different. Do we have a revelation of him? Ah, the other day, those two men that walked by the wayside, they said, wasn't our heart to claim us when he spoke? If we know him, something will happen within. Something will let us lose ourselves before his very presence. We cannot be normal before him. Everybody will feel that we are not correct because our eyes have seen the Lord. <laughs> the other day, Isaiah said, I lifted my eye and I saw the Lord. He said, His glory fills the temple. He said, Who am I? For my eye has seen the King. He said, I am finished. Sometimes we, we get surprised that we are able to behave some way in his presence. This Lord of Lords, King of Kings, El Shaddai, El Gibor. I am that I am. There is none like you, Lord. We you, you alone deserve all the glory, Lord. Lelo Shenna make a boshabadai. In the Lord Shahapa. In the local language, they said, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let your heart do the speaking. Just let your heart do the speaking unto him. Let your heart do the speaking. Let your heart do the speaking. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Many a times David will be in the savannah. And whilst he's there and taking care of his father's ship, so busy a young man, he made sure he always went with his harp. And whilst the, the sheep are grazing, he will pick his harp and begin to sing a new song unto the Lord. And sometimes we get to our workplace and we feel we are too corporate for God and God is uncivilized for cooperation. That is so unfortunate. But David will defile everything and will begin to sing unto him. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all years. Sing a holy song from your heart. Hallelujah, the Lord. David was saying this until the presence of God will come. The question I ask is how possible is a man able to fight with a lion with bare hands and finish the lion? How come with a little boy at 15 fight with a bear? It was because there was a presence with him there. He knew how to activate that presence. How come we come to church and we are not too conscious of his presence? And we are just conscious of singing certain songs and not even know who we sing on to. We play anyhow. We do. No. The, the, the 
sincerity of worship is our revelation of who we sing unto. Is our revelation is who we are playing for, not how good we sing, nor how good we play. Are we conscious? Because if I know who I'm speaking to, it will instruct how I speak. I will not just speak anyhow, but because we lack that revelation, we open our mouth anyhow, we sing anyhow. A worship leader will tell you to lift your hands unto the Lord and your hands are down. Because you never came unto him. You came to yourself. Unto yourself. But if you had come unto him, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think for. We will sing ordinary songs like Ansan Onipa we will sing ordinary songs and it will have meaning we will not come to a place and think that Ghana sing we will not think that it's an archaic worship song because we know who we are singing to. Father, we repent of our way of worship. We have not truly been sincere. I can imagine how much you sit on your throne and be watching us. What are they doing? How come they are worshiping somebody's walking? How come they are worshiping me, the king of all kings, and they are able to press their phones? How come they are worshiping me and they are not conscious about my presence, what I'm even doing? have mercy upon us in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah don't clap, don't clap, don't clap please, just sit down thank you for your clap thank you Father one day I was watching so you will anoint me to speak your word Jesus Holy Spirit you will feel me that my lips will speak your oracles I receive grace Father for the execution and the communication of your word that I may speak the truth in love and rightly divide the word of truth that every living soul right here Lord will be blessed by the proceeding of your word to the extent that the entrance of your word will bring light and illumination 
that that which David said that thy word is a lamp and a light to my path shall be a reality in our life. Jesus, who loved us before the foundation of the world, please, we are before your presence, not traditionally, but revelationally. Help us, help out of men, and transform us by the power of your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, I plead the blood of Jesus for sanctification of my lips, my being, my thinking, my influence, my emotions, and the adherence of my people that sit here to hear your word. Even in Jesus' precious name, I pray. Hallelujah. All right, so I almost started with a story, but I'm, I'm not going to start with a story any longer because it can alter the message. Hallelujah. So we've started a, 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 a series on uh, uh, spiritual warfare. I said we started a series on what? Spiritual warfare. And we've been dealing with the weapons of war. And today, I really want to touch the core of the subject because I have realized like today like this I, as I before I was coming to church I was playing a prayer on my phone and I was just listening to the prayer line then at a point I asked myself if we continue to pray like this how would God move among us now the prayer sounded very powerful I mean powerful but you could never sense you, you don't see love you don't see revelation but it sounds powerful it sounds terrible. I mean, deadly. Terrible. I mean, <laughs> very terrible. But in the prayer line, he, she made a statement. Then I felt like, no, this is a, a right statement. She said, he said, the God of grace and vengeance. I said, that's it. We make a mistake when we take the vengeance. The Bible says, vengeance belongs to me. The God of what? grace and what? Vengeance. The God that offers grace to the wounded and avenge on behalf of the wounded. That is the right way to pray. That is the right way to pray. And as I stood here and the worship was going on, the Holy Spirit started communicating to me and he asked me a question. He said, why do you think I said, if you will pray according to my will, then I will answer your prayer. So we have always concluded that praying according to the will of God is always praying in the name of Jesus, praying blah, 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 blah. There are certain prayers prayed in the name of Jesus, but yet cannot be answered. Are you not surprised to hear that? There are certain prayers, I said, done what? Prayed in the name of Jesus. Are you here or you have gone home? I say, yet it cannot be answered. Why? Because though it has been prayed in the name of Jesus by a righteous man, yet it is not consistent with the kingdom will of God. So that God desires that all men to be saved, and yet you pray that the death of the, the unrighteous should happen. Such prayers, God finds it difficult to answer. But if I pray in the name of Jesus, that every power that has possessed that unrighteous person, that unsaved person who is tormenting my life be casted out. That is truly kingdom prayer. That is truly kingdom prayer. Beloved, knowing the weapons we carry and not knowing how to use them, even becomes more deadly and dangerous to us. And that is when Satan begins to take advantage of us because he can influence our heart until we come to a place where we use the weapons instead of against the world, instead of against the enemy, instead of against the enemies that are attacking us, we use it against ourselves. 
And that is why you come to a place that you see a pastor opening his mouth, cursing a church member. No, we have not been called for whom God has blessed. He said, let no man. The word is what? Let no man do what? That means that it's a blunder, an unforgiving blunder for you to rise up and curse a righteous person and curse a saved man and curse somebody. The truth is that when a believer misses it, there are certain paths that leads to curse. So the Bible calls a certain sin, sin unto death and other sins which are not unto death. So the Bible says, if any of you sin a sin which is not unto death, he said, let him or let us supply life. So why? Because it is the life content that is, that is in us that determine how we deserve a righteous path. I will never be hungry until I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. If you give me food and I'm not able to eat it, it's because I'm sick. Or what is being called? Because I've lost appetite. Or, or I'm fasting. But if not fasting, and I have not lost appetite, the moment you present the food, I will eat it. That means that every life in a, a, a person desire, has a desire. Yearn for something. So if that life is not yearning, the life of God in us yearn for righteousness. If it is not yearning, then the life is not, you are not yet full of that life. You are not yet full of that life. How are you able to desire for other things? How are you able to desire for other things? Listen to me. The time is too short for us to have time for other useless things. Sincerely speaking, there are things in God according to the time of life has become useless. That's a serious statement. I said there are things in God according to the time of life, the present moment we find ourselves, it has become useless. Last week, once in prayer, the Lord told me something. Let me drop it because my spirit is not allowing me to say this. So it is not everything that you see that you chase. Now, can you imagine? Even in the realm of prophetic, even in the realm of prophetic, that I call you and I begin to prophesy to you about the glory of God, the will of God for your life for the next phase, and what God is expecting you to do, and prophesy to you about the coming revival and the role you must you are supposed to play. Comparing this to prophecy, which is not wrong about who is a witch in your house. Which of them do you like? I said there are some things in God that according to the time of life, they are not necessary again. Because knowing that somebody is a witch is not too relevant to me now. But knowing who I'm in Christ is a trouble to the witch in my family. Because the beginning of my authority is not in power. Listen to me. There are people who have power but don't have authority. The beginning of my authority is in my identity in Christ. The knowledge of my identity in Christ. Are you understanding? You see, these are the reasons why teachings like this are so relevant. Because the church must not miss it. The church must not miss it. Otherwise, we will even end up to call the activities or the executions of the enemy as the will or the way of God. 
so to the extent that you are attacked by sickness and you say that God wants me to rest so he, he, he hit me with malaria so you are telling me that God who caused Adam to sleep doesn't know how to cause you to sleep until he gives you malaria for lack of knowledge my people perish so this life this warfare when I call this life I'm call, talking about this warfare because we have already established it, that this life is not a fanfare it's a warfare we win by knowledge the Bible says by knowledge shall the righteous be delivered by knowledge shall the righteous be what? delivered because you see when I, when I enter into a church okay I'm able to tell the spiritual level of the church even from the way you speak in tongues I'm not talking about you speaking no 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 the moment worship leaders are worshiping and the worship leader tells us oh lift your voice and begin to bless the lord and i see that the choristers microphones are down and they're waiting for the next song then i know that they are not mature choir straight up because they don't understand spiritual so they've not even come there they've not they've not arrived there the moment you enter into a church and you realize that okay, they are always thinking about the, the song they lift are always a uh, popular song and famous, famous song, then you realize that these people have not, they have not matured because they think spirituality is in fame or better still, spirituality is in popularity no you miss it, there is a song in heaven that is sung unto him that sits on the throne the Bible says that and they lifted their voice and they sang a song amen, amen Amen. Power and might belong to our God. This is a song in heaven. There are songs that they sing unto him. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was, who is and who is again to come. Didn't you read it? And I love to sing it in tree. Now they sing the song of Moses. There are songs sung in heaven. How many of them do you wait on the Lord? But I'm correct, To hear and to come and communicate unto the saints. Because what edifies, man of God, what kept the children of Israel in the wilderness is not the bread, it was the manna that kept them from malaria, that kept them from the bite of scorpions. Because we know in the wilderness, the most, there are more dangerous reptiles in the wilderness. If you want the most dangerous reptile, go to Australia, and there's an island around Australia. There are rep- reptiles. One bite you, two, you don't have two minutes to live. But these people survived in the wilderness. And the Bible says that they ate manna for 40 years. What happened? And this manna ministered unto each of them according to their need. And anybody who had diarrhea, when he ate the manna, received what? A, a, a trasilicate. The manna became a trasilicate. Anybody who had a, 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 a headache, ate the manna and had paracetamol. Anybody who ate the manna and had ulcer, maybe had omaprazole. So the manna was powerful enough to transmit itself into various dimensions to meet human needs. If it's from heaven, it will edify. If it's from heaven, it will edify. There are many things that sound good in our ears. Beloved, it has happened before. It is not just happening. It has happened before. The Bible says that and Moses stood 
because God told him I'm coming to pass I said God told him what I'm coming to pass and he was waiting for the appearance or the movement of God and whilst Moses was waiting hey he saw he knew God to be a terrible God I'm sure he saw the experience he remembered the experience of the Red Sea how he divided it and the power demonstration the way the sea was divided into two so he knew this God would always come in a mighty wind so he heard the voice of a mighty wind or the movement of a mighty wind coming and the, 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 Moses said Moses, the prophet Moses the meekest man on earth he said that is the Lord coming and the Bible said God was not in it so many a time the things we call there are things, there are songs, there are prayers there are preachings we will hear we will think it's of God but yet he's not in it they may sound good in our ears they may actually agree with the knowledge we have traditionally haven't you read it? he said I do a new thing so if you peg yourself to tradition you will not understand the new move of God He's the unchanging changer. He's always changing things. <laughs> I say he's always changing things. When we say something is constant, it's not necessarily it's one, but it has the same result. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. So when we say God is the same yesterday, today and forever, what he did yesterday, he's still doing it. What did he do yesterday? He changed the situation of Abraham. He changed the situation of Moses. So he's a changer. He changes some things. Amen. Amen. Number two, when, what you think you know about him yesterday, by tomorrow, he's not the same. I don't know where I'm getting it. Hello? Are you here? I say what you know about him yesterday, by tomorrow, he's not the same. So if you go back to where Moses met the burning bush, man of God, you will begin to form religion. This is how religion was birthed. I said, this is how religion was birthed. We follow God. God doesn't follow us. And when you follow God, you cannot be religious. You only walk in the life of God. 
other than that, Moses would have remained in the wilderness and said, Ah, I saw God here, and I'm not going anywhere. It's here. So every day, if I have to see God, I have to let the, 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 the bush bend. If the bush doesn't bend, it is not God. And then you realize that. And that is that is what is happening nowadays, where people are doing a quantre. And they'll go for this, and they'll go for Yesu Moja, and they'll go for this, and they'll go for useless things. Why? Because God may have moved with the handkerchief in the hands of Peter. But does he always move with the handkerchief of Peter? Hello, are you here? Does he always move the handkerchief of Peter? So the moment you, you begin to think that, oh no, every day I need the handkerchief to make, do a miracle. You are a religious man of God. You are not able to believe that this same God can do something new. No, if he does something new, he said, behold, I do a new thing. So if we say he's the same yesterday, today and forever, then we know that he's the same person that keeps changing, 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 changing. His change is the same. Is it a blessing? Yeah. So knowledge of this kind is so important for you to win your spiritual battles in this life. It's so important for you to walk with God appropriately and get things right. It's so important. Yes. There are three major enemies of every believer. Three major enemies. The flesh, the world, and Satan himself. These are the three major enemies. I said which one? Number one? Number two? And the world. And Satan himself. And for these three major enemies, we need the armed weapons of God to help us overcome them or to win our contest with them. And we must know how to use these weapons. Hallelujah. Now it becomes more deadly if this three even comes together. A worldly person, a carnal, a carnal person, let me use a believer, a carnal person is also under the influence of the spirit of lust. So, you have permitted a, an attitude of lust to be possessed by what? The spirit of lust. And then you are committing it in the world. You are finished. The Bible says that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is what? You are finished. Among these three, the most terrible is not even Satan. The first day I saw it and I heard it, I was shocked. I had always thought that Satan is the our our prime enemy. Prime enemy. It's not even Satan. Look at this war that Hamas and uh, Israel is fighting. It's good for it's, I use it power for this session. Do you know the real enemy is not really Hamas? The real enemy is Iran. Iran is the sponsor of Hamas. Iran is the sponsor of uh, uh, Hezbollah. Iran is the one doing all these things. Iran has organized three enemies against Israel at the same time. So the real enemy is not Hamas, Hezbollah, or the people from uh, what's the Haiti. No. If you finish Iran. All these people will be silent because they supply them the weapons, they encourage them. They, they, 
one enemy in this life is your flesh. If Satan will get you, it's because your flesh encouraged you to sleep more instead of pray. And be failed to pray. What did Jesus say? He said, so you couldn't watch with me for an hour. He said, wake up and pray. He said, watch and pray. Least you fall into what? Temptation. Are you here or you have gone home? And we have understood in this house that the moment we call temptation, that means that we are talking about coming into an arena where the systems of the enemy, Satan, is operating, looking for what? Opportunity. He may use enticement. He may use whatever. It may not be sin, but it is the, the opportunity to what? To fall into sin. Satan cannot strike you until he has been given the authority. That is why he cannot be your prime enemy. Jesus said the enemy cometh, but he has what? So as for his coming, he will come. I said, as for his coming, but he cannot handle you as long as he has nothing in you. As long as he has nothing in you, he cannot overcome you. He said, rejoice, my, 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 my little one. I have overcome what? The world. Your flesh is the reason why you are not praying. Your flesh is the reason why you are not able to forgive. Your flesh is the reason why you want to pay him back bitterly. Because you think of yourself more highly and you felt like what he said about you, you shouldn't have said it. It is the desire that dwells in your flesh that will let you love the world. The Bible says, know you not that the love of the world is enmity to God. So you can't call the world your number one enemy. And you can't call Satan your number one. You can only call your flesh. Because all these things take advantage when your flesh grants it. And therefore, we need these weapons of war to contend and overcome. Oh my God. Second Corinthians 10, the verse number 4 to 6. I'll read it from two or three translations. I'm starting with the King James. He said, King James says that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There's a casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ then he said and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is what is fulfilled this scripture is one of the scriptures when I got born again these are my, the early scriptures I got to know we know it off head some of the scriptures you must know them when I got born again, 
and I go for prayer meeting. One day I went for prayer meeting and I almost cried after the prayer meeting. Because whilst we're praying, it is not like today, believer, where he doesn't really care. And he pampers himself with the fact that the Bible is not a Bible. Hey, we need to be a Bible. We need to be a Bible. Bible we use to But we Bible we use to do. Also, with loud cries and tears, he offered what? Prayer. But me, who may be a word prayer, no, equally be a honorable. Anyway, what you see, no matter how silent a prayer is, okay, you cannot doubt its impact. When I'm around you and you are praying silently and it is fervently, I will feel it. I will feel it. I'm telling you the truth. I will feel it. Yeah. Haven't you been in a house or an environment where somebody's praying and realize that actually something has come into the house? Have you realized that before? There is something we call the portals. When we pray, we get to a certain point. It opens up. And when it opens, the territory where you find yourself, anybody that is there begins to sense that something is happening. It may not be able to tell. To the extent that Jacob will go and sleep on a stone. And then by the time he realized what happened, the Bible says that he saw the heavens that would open. How did the heaven open? Don't you know that his grandfather Abraham traveled and got to Bethel and raised an altar there and the Bible says he called upon the name of the Lord. So, that, I mean, Abraham raised an altar at Bethel, prayed and called upon the name of the Lord. How many times? He went, came back, he traveled, relocated, came back, went back to the altar. He made the place a place of prayer and opened the heavens upon his head. And there the voice of God came down to Abraham. And many years after, Abraham was gone. And Jacob, his grandchild, is now traveling to Laban goes to the same land never knew that his grandfather has ever been there but the altar was still there man of God there are certain things that you will do they will have generational impact in your life and one of them is to pray we don't waste prayer now if you know that that's what I'm saying that you, you, because you don't know the Bible says they know not that is why they die like mere men if you know some of these things when we come you see you see it as an opportunity when we lift microphones say lift your voice and begin to pray in tongues hey you make my life so beautiful And as you are, you have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater. That's why forevermore. Look at somebody and said, come up to knowledge. And knowledge of the truth. How would you enjoy your prayer, your prayer life? If you don't have, you don't know how to, uh, I mean, pray. How are you? And they have limited it to rosary reading. Ah, come on. What are you talking about? Have you seen a witch running away from wizard, uh, rosary before? That you are reading rosary. Ah, uh, Pastor, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm a Catholic. I was first Catholic before you. I was born there. I was born there. One of the problems of men is called strongholds. And one of the strongholds is tradition. And this is why many churches are not changing. Because traditionally, they sang it like this and it worked. They prayed like this and it worked. So now don't come and tell them, oh, yeah, well, that ben, betraying and song. That's what they will tell you. And the Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down. First of all, of what? Strongholds. 
we're coming up, we talk that when we say strongholds, we are thinking about some wild before strong a fish will be Now me imagine a fish will send a fish will my dream. My dream. Me and my dream a fish will the stronghold is in how you think. Strongholds are formed through relationship, exposure, things you read, things you study, things that you have conquered, things that have favored you before. Strongholds are birthed out of, I mean, fish, I mean, psychological things, a whole lot of things. And you have come to believe them that these are the way to go. Strongholds. Traditions. Because Or see, I will lay down my idols, thrones that I've made. I will lay down my idols and thrones that I've made. Some of us, we have enthroned things in our mind. And it is impossible for us to believe any other thing. Somebody has thrown a lie to the standard. Because now it's a stronghold. Do you know what you are supposed to believe? You are supposed to believe the word of God above the word of your husband. <laughs> I'm telling you. And it can become a stronghold. And it will be the reason why. When we were sitting in a car coming, I almost asked my wife a question. But because there was a third party, I wanted to ask her a question. Obaya, since we got married, has this marriage affected your spiritual life negatively? If it has, please tell me. Because I must do something about it. I gave her a word before we got married that if I will change anything, not how she loves God. Not how she loves God. Anything can. A lot of things can alter you. But he said, for the weapons of our warfare, they are not kind of first thing that you have to understand. Last week I taught you that the weapons we fight with are not kind of why? Because the enemies we are fighting are not kind of enemies. For we wrestle not against what flesh and blood. So our weapons must not be flesh and blood. It must not be physical. They are not carnal. The word carnal means that it is not physical. To the extent that when somebody insults you, say, I said, make it come out in channel. That is a carnal way of approaching a, 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 a matter. That's a carnal way. Amen. That's a carnal way. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. But see, they are mighty through God. So the weapon that you take, it must be a weapon in God. If I place these things in your hand, you must make sure everything changes around you. If you sit under these teachings and still your life is to what it is, 
then I'm sure you went yourself and took the pen from the hand of the devil and wrote your name in the list of hell. You have decided to go to hell and we can't do anything about it. Because we don't know what we, we can do to help you any longer. You're not coming. Some of you get issues right now and we have to know. Immediately we know that you have issues. Then when we get to your status, yeah, I don't know what's the problem. No, I can't. 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 I said, what do you mean? I said, hey, the weapons are not coming. Hey, don't you know? Or see, he that sits on the throne shall laugh. Or see that sits in heaven shall laugh. Don't you know that even when your husband is even wounding you and you begin to laugh, it's a weapon. <laughs> when he's expecting you to be angry and you are thanking God that you know what is at work, it's a weapon. And then I woke up, did I just hear you tell me that I don't have sense? You, 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 what do you mean? I mean, do you know who I am? Do you know do you, what do you mean? I am a full-blown woman before you came to marry me. What do you mean? Don't you know I mean I'm the head of the family? If you are the head of the family, have I taken your headship? You should give me my next ship. Hey. By the time you realize, canal weapon. It, it doesn't solve the problem. I say it doesn't solve the problem. Unfortunately. We have always tried to solve spiritual problems with social, social means. And it's not working. So that Israel and Hamas will be fighting. Say, let's go for UN peace talk. <laughs> hey, do you know what is causing that warfare? Let's go to UN peace talk. Go and look at Bible prophecy. And you will understand what it means. Says, when they were going to vote for ceasefire, I knew it would, it would backfire. I knew. So when everybody at the sitting voted that there should be ceasefire, I said, hey, my expectation. Before I realized, they said, who is against now? I mean, I said, U.S. Africanists. But U.S. majority. And when I met Kai, I said, U.S. has veto power. Israel should continue to bombard. Why? Because he said that they don't understand why U.N. had not been bought up to now. Me too, I don't understand. And you realize things like this are not normal. Why hasn't UN be bold to stand and condemn 7th October? They have not been able to condemn it. They have not been declared, they have not been able to declare Hamas as a terrorist group. They have not been able. Are you the only military people that see Israel do something? Israel has employed your workers, Philistines or the Palestine. They work, they cross from distant uh, Gaza to Israel to go and work morning by morning. And you have not even established companies for your people to work. If Israel hates Palestine, would they provide this? So you can see that certain things are not normal. Hallelujah. So don't approach spiritual things socially. No. Don't try to do that. It doesn't work. And that is where you will see somebody kissing you and you think he loves you. But he's stabbing you at the back. Because social things don't heal pain. Bitterness is actually a spirit feeding on a wound. In the realm of the spirit, when somebody is bitter, the truth is that 
this is the picture bitterness in the realm of the spirit whenever somebody says something and it wounds you that thing is an arrow in the realm, when god opens your eyes you see it it's an arrow that has been fired to you and when it strikes you the reason why it keeps paining you is because there is a spirit that always uses the arrow to stir the wound so when you are thinking about what the person said to you and you, be, you realize that your face begins to change and you are, you are feeling the pain you don't know a demon is staring the wound a demon is staring the wound now just imagine can you just imagine somebody says something that is very detrimental and you realize that this thing is supposed to it's supposed to crush me and then within a short time Lord I stand for you I love to be in your presence my soul will weigh on you Father draw me nearer draw me nearer in the beauty of your holiness I will wait on you oh my how would you feel the pain no how would you feel the pain you see it is two things it's either you are too hurt to be nice or you are too nice to be hurt so the moment you begin to feel hurt about Regina, Regina painted the picture so clear For the weapons of our faith, they are not carnal, they are mighty through God. Now, let me read it from a different version. TLB. TLB says that I use God's mighty weapons, not those made by men, to knock down the devil's stronghold. These weapons can break down every proud argument against God and every wall that can be built to keep men from finding him. So, there are walls that keeps men from finding God. And the weapons of God are able to bring them down. Please, I'm reading something else. TLB. If you don't have it, clear it from the scroll. Don't, don't, don't confuse people. Sometimes these gestures, they are part of the things that the enemy uses, but you may not know. God is not an author of confusion. So anything you are doing that is bringing confusion, you know you are creating the platform for the devil to take advantage. That is why everybody must be spiritual, including the media. Okay. So he said that, these weapons can break down every proud argument against God. This argument, some of them started even in the Garden of Eden. Last week I told you how Satan went, has God said? Oh, no, no, no. It's not like that. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. There are certain things you have to be very careful about. No, why the argument about what God has said? What is that voice looking for? looking for just to make sure you can't believe well enough just to make sure why is uh, 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 let me excuse me to use this this very one why is uh, dr abel damina saying the things he's saying why what do you want to get it can genuinely be 
that he thinks of himself that he's, he's right and he's true. Unto whom were you called? Focus on them. Now you are creating confusion in the body of Christ. So how can all Christians in the world be wrong and you alone? You are true. If you are here, you are listening to him. Stop. I'm saying it on my authority as the head of this house. Stop it. I'm not saying he's not from God, but the things he's speaking are not consistent with scripture. Amen. Now, let me explain this to you. When we talk about false prophet, it is not, listen to me very careful, it is not every prophet that prophesy that has not come to pass that is a false prophet. And it is not every prophet, listen to me very careful, it is not every prophet who does or who did a wrong thing who is a false prophet. A false prophet is a prophet who is not called of God. There may be a falling prophet, but not a false prophet. There are prophets called by God. For example, Eli was actually a genuine prophet, yet he failed God. Will you call him a false prophet? He's a, fail, he's a failed prophet. He failed, but he's not a false one. When we say something is false, it means that he is not a truly called man of God. But this one is called, just that he's getting his doctrines wrong. And how can that be? It can be lack of maturity. And it can also be birthed out of pride and arrogance. The moment pride and arrogance comes into a person's life, he's no longer teachable. And if you're not teachable, you'll run with error. The Bible says that knowledge puffs up. So people can learn until they begin to think of themselves that they know. And when they begin to think like that, you can't correct them. And when people are not correctable or teachable, they walk in error. They walk in error. So I have told myself, one of the things I love to do is always to find young people and be in their midst. I try to do that. If I tell you my age, you'll be surprised. I try. Sometimes when I'm going for for waiting or something, I call some of them, let's go. Because sometimes, when I see the young people, how we are doing things, because if you are not able to become like any of these young ones, eh, you cannot please God in this kingdom. And one thing about this kingdom is that if you want to be great, you must learn to be small always. The way up in this kingdom is the way down. Are you following what I'm trying to say? So the moment you begin to think that, oh, we are grown, you would, why would somebody open his mouth and say that, oh, pray, I need evangelism. Ah, what are you talking about? He, the ancient of days, left heaven and came to die. He came to this earth for you, to chase after you. You, 33 years old boy, 40 years old man, 50 years old man, you, the 70 years old man. Abraham was 70 and over when he picked sword and pursued his enemy to go and rescue Lot. You, how old are you? You don't want to go for evangelism. How old are you? The, I said the ancient of days came down. Go down. Tell somebody, go down. It is a deception from hell. You are thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think. You are thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think. 
Touch my message. Give me 10 minutes to at least start it. What do you think? Now, let me read the same scripture. Let me continue it. He said that from TLB, TLB, and I love it. He said, These weapons can break down every proud argument against God and every wall that can be built to keep men from finding Him. With these weapons, I can see with these weapons, I can capture rebels and bring them back to God and change them into men whose hearts desire his obedience and the obedience is towards Christ. I will use these weapons against every rebel who remains after I have first used them on you yourself and you surrendered to Christ. The weapons that are not carnal are weapons, it's able to capture rebels. What it means is that if people are not born again, this weapon is potent enough. What it means is that, it, you see, a person will never become a rebel until he's possessed by the rebellious spirit. True or false? There is a spirit in Ephesians 2 to say that it worked in the children of what? Disobedient. And the Bible is telling us that this weapon is potent enough to cast out those devils. Because when those devils are casted out, men will become sound. The Bible says that when the man with legions of spirit met Jesus, and Jesus casted them out. Do you know what the Bible said? The Bible said that he woke up and waited on Jesus. The word waited means that he started serving the Lord. He started serving the Lord and became an evangelist in the Decapolis. The word Decapolis means that 10 cities. That means that the guy was an evangelist in 10 cities. So when the spirit is casted out of a ban, he will begin to think in his right senses. What does that mean? It means that when a spirit takes hold of a person, it controls his mind. When everybody is thinking that the word of God, quiet time is good, he will let you think that you are getting late for work. Stop it and come in the evening. When you come in the evening, he will let you know that six hours of sleep is better for your health. Then he begins to use scientific laws to teach you. Use philosophical laws to teach you. And by the time you realize, beloved, which greater rest is far better listen to me, there are scientists that discovered all this things. where are they? They are all dead including Moses who never discovered it so it means that whether you discover or you don't discover, you will die, true or false true or false there is no great, the Bible says that, look we know best by, by scripture, the scripture says that it is God that giveth rest to his servant ah, ask my wife how many times I struggle in bed to sleep I will play this, I will do this I will do that, I will do this when I feel I'm troubling, I get up and go and pray in tongues and get tired and come and sleep. For some time, I have not been able to sleep more than four hours. Give it to me. Now, I wake up, I'll be sitting down. My eyes are like drunkard. Sitting down. And I've told the devil that I'll let you regret for disturbing my sleep. <laughs> Can I tell you something? The devil is a smart guy. I won't lie to you. I say he's a what? He's a smart guy. So don't think of him like only forget. He's a smart guy. He knows how to wear suit. If you don't know, I'm telling you. He 
it can look very good. The last time I checked, the lady that wanted a swag brother, the devil gave him a, a showdown. He met, she met a brother and realized that, wow, wow. Meanwhile, it was the enemy engines. The apple of my eyes. met one person, you thought that, oh, I've met the prophet in the, in the realm of the star, I've met the prophet. Meanwhile, it's the devil in suit. I pray for this church that we will grow in maturity and discernment in the name of Jesus Christ. Because without discernment, without maturity, we cannot discern. There are, there are people with the gift of discerning of spirit, but they get the life of discernment wrong. Because you are not the same. I can discern by the gift of the of spirit that this lady is not from God. But yet, I'm not wise enough to say that I won't sleep with her. And that is why somebody can see a madman and know that this one is a mad woman, and yet he wants to go and sleep with that mad woman, not knowing that this woman going mad is loaded with demons. And as I'm going to do this, because you don't have understanding and know him very well that sexual intercourse is actually a highest bonding in the realm of the spirit of covenants. And the Bible says, he that sleeps in a, with an harlot has become one flesh. You don't have that understanding. And he said, he that commits sexual immorality lacks what? Understanding. By truth, you can descend by the gift of discernment, you can tell the difference between spirits. Discernment is in the corridors of wisdom. The gift of the spirit is in the corridors of giftings. You may not labor for the gift, the discernment of the gift of the spirit, but you must labor to grow, to discern the ways of God. The Bible says that the children of Israel, they knew the acts of God, but Moses, he knew the ways of God. The ways of God. So you see, it's a spiritual warfare I'm teaching, but all the things I'm saying are so necessary. If I tell you about the breath of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, and all these things, and you understand the things I'm talking about. Oh, I've just had in a criminal, I've just had in an ignorant person. What are you going to use the heaven of salvation for? Do you even understand it? Do you know what it means? Now, what I am doing right now, I'm preparing. Some of you, I'm actually polishing your weapons. And some of you, I'm helping you to arrange your weapons properly. Some of you, actually, I have brought you to a place where now you are looking for the weapons. They have been with you, but you never use them. Now, Rejoinder says something. He said, it is so easy that if the believer will use his weapon, we will straight up defeat the enemy. Some of you think that your challenges you are going through, you need 21 days of fasting and prayer. No, you just need a revelation that will bring a revolution. That today I have understood that the shield of faith is able to block every doubt. What it means is that what is attacking my mind, the moment I'm able to arrest a scripture in the word that says that his stripes I am healed, I will not be afraid of that sickness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, when I tell people things, I, I don't 
I don't wait for their response to believe. Especially when I have the leading post. It has been interesting, especially the latter part of this year. It looks like I'm, I'm impregnating people with my mouth. I see this lady, I tell her, but I say, you are pregnant. I say, no, no, daddy, no, daddy. Two weeks time, they go and check it and it's there. Hallelujah. Not too long ago, about two weeks ago or something, <laughs> one of the church members, I told her, I said, God will give you double for your, your, for your shame. No, that was months, months ago. I said, God give double for your shame. And two weeks ago, I told her, I said, you are pregnant. I said, oh, no, daddy, no, daddy. No, daddy, daddy, no, daddy. When I'm pregnant, I know, no, daddy. I didn't mind her. I didn't mind her. Why should I mind you? I'm telling you, I'm not asking you. Yesterday, I was there. She brought a report. And she's pregnant with twins. Whatever has been a hindrance to your next phase of breakthrough, let that rock be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Look, if we understand what we carry and who we are, when we gather like this, Satan will not be happy because he knows the men of strategic knowledge that understands the ways of the eagle have gathered and we know what to do. The Bible says, and Jesus knew what to do. That we gather and it's comfortable to come around. And we know it when his presence is not with us, Lord. And we know what to do for us to arrest the presence of our God. And having had that, we know that he will follow us as a pillar of cloud by day. And as a pillar of fire by night. We are not afraid of the Mediterranean Sea. We are not afraid of the Red Sea. For we know that he is able to part it into two. We know that he places a rod in our hands and it's a rod of miracle. We know that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly. And we know that he has prepared his praise in our mouth. That as we open our mouth to sing, we silence the enemy. We know out of our belly shall flow rivers of many waters. So when we gather like this, we don't gather as paupers. We gather as men of authority, people of knowledge. And this is where the devil doesn't want you to come to. Where he doesn't want you to come to, he doesn't want you to come to this realm. He doesn't want you to come to this realm. We know, we know. I told somebody last month, I said, You are pregnant. She came back, I think, went check. She said, She came to tell me, he said, When she went to check, they said it's fibroid. I said, It is a baby. Go again. She went, he said, they have seen fibroid in the baby. I said, it's a baby. Go and check. He went again, he said, the fibroid is shrinking as well. We know. know. For you shall declare a thing and it shall be established. We know. We know. We know. So let's come to the place of knowing. Amen. That we come to church and we look at the empty seats. We say, no, it is not the will of God. And we know what to do. And we know what to do. We know. We come on. No, don't. Don't relax. Ah, the Bible said that I, Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, the verse number 1, put it on screen. I, Daniel, understood by the books, by reason of knowledge. Daniel, 
was able to understand that it is time for the deliverance of Israel after 70 years. We know. If he had not understood it, it means that the people would have remained in captivity. Who told you that your life is supposed to remain like this? It is like this because you don't know what God has done for you. You don't know the plan of God for you. Ah, didn't you read it? He said, he that prays according to my will, I will answer. Your prayer is not being answered and you are praying, Lord, Lord, please, give me admission to uh, training college. Hey, God is thinking about taking you outside the country to go and do medicine and you are praying. So your prayer is not even according to the will of God. It's not just praying in it. That's why I'm saying that when you pray in the name of Jesus, it still cannot be according to the will of God because what you are praying about in the name of Jesus, it's not his will for you. sang a song said in humble adoration I bow before your throne we must come before him and learn of his presence learn of his will know his will for our life beloved there is a general will of God yes but there is a specific will of God for you so when you stand to pray beloved don't rush into prayer he said come with your strong reasons let us reason together take time through is it your will for me Lord first of all is this his will for you to marry secondly is this his will for you to marry the person you think you love Solomon the scripture said that he loved many women that you love doesn't mean that it's the will of God but God told him he said Solomon keep your heart stay away from these women other than that they will take your heart from me so, who you love does not necessarily matter. Do you really love who God loves? May the Lord deliver us. You see, the first deliverance you need is a deliverance from ignorance. The first deliverance you need is a deliverance from ignorance. Other than that, you know something. <laughs> when I begin to teach on the weapons, okay, some of you will be quite disappointed because you realize that I'm sure you are waiting for me to teach you about uh, arrows of fire from hell, heaven, and then we fire it or through Meko or through whatever. No, no, you'll be very surprised. You'll be very surprised. The devil is not our trouble. I said, What? Hear me and hear me clearly. I said, The devil is not our trouble. In the realm of the spirit, the devil is not our trouble. We are his trouble. We are his trouble. Unfortunately, what you are troubling, you are running from. We give him headache. Look at with all his splendor and everything about him, he's not able to carry God. As just as we are, this mighty God dwells in us. He dwells in us. And because he dwells in us, man of God, he's not the devil is not able to possess us any longer. He's not able to possess us. I will know his trouble. Not his trouble. You see, you are the reason why some demons still are without bodies. One of the things demons don't like, one of the things demons don't like in the realm of the spirit is to cast them out of human bodies. Displacing them from bodies they have possessed. They don't like it. So they go and Jesus said that when they go, they come back again with seven strong people. I mean, demon spirit to come and possess you again. They don't like it. 
So for the Holy Ghost to fill you and make sure no demon enters you, it's a headache for Satan. I cast out every power of darkness that has been troubling your life. In Jesus' name, we command them out. I was in the program. At the CEO, when I went to a CEO, I got my guys. I said, Charlie, we are going for we went for rehearsal. I was teaching them practically how to handle some of these things. When we finished, some of them came to me and said they were surprised. Daddy, I was surprised how the, some of them, some people were screaming. I was casting. Hey, I've never done this before. Do you know what came into my mind? Then I remembered Jesus when he sent them two by two. The Bible said they returned with joy and they were saying, Ah, all the devils were bowing down to us. Jesus looked at them and said, Hey, don't be too happy about that. Be happy that your names are written in the book of life. What Jesus was trying to say is that that you have authority over Satan is automatic. Okay? But make sure your relationship with heaven is intact. Because Satan may not be able to possess you, man of God, but he can manipulate you. Satan can manipulate you. By your emotions, he can manipulate you. You'll be very surprised how Satan can manipulate your heart until you even begin to feel like, I want to divorce my wife. You'll be shocked. You will be shocked. In the first instance, he says that the Lord does not support divorce. So you come into a place of even thinking like that. Ah. And man of God, you begin to feel like you, you begin. You're, you're, okay, your wife has gone to commit adultery. Fine. So between forgiveness and divorce, you want to choose divorce. What about forgiveness? Which one is more godly? The Lord will help us. Oh. The Lord will help us. Oh, Pastor, Who told you that when they were nailing Jesus to the, cl- the cross, he didn't feel the pain? He felt it. He felt it. But he still told us to forgive. <laughs> he still hung on the cross and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Lord will bless us. Lift your two hands, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let your voice be heard far beyond that of the enemy. Thank you for listening if you enjoyed the podcast you can subscribe you can share with your friends take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at kmc worldwide for more information visit kmcworldwide.org thanks again for listening god bless you